Ready? Tell me when to go. Fucking go, bitch. Talk too much <laughs> MMA. Number Vlad Guerrero Sr. Episode 27. All right, Andrew. How are What's you? What's up, man? How How's are you? your week? I'm doing great. My you weekend look- was great. <laughs> you look ecstatic today. Today's a very big episode, is it not? It's- what do we have today? UFC 244 prediction. That's right. That's right. Um, but we're going to start with the UFC Singapore recap. Did you watch the main event? I did. I did not wake up early <laughs> enough to watch it, but I rewatched it. So, so we did both have Maya, just to clarify to our guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I did believe if you run the tape back, I said Damian Maya was going to get did, uh, submission. Which is exactly what happened. Very I mean, good. Very, very good. I feel great about that <laughs> prediction. That was a very logist- logical, logistical, <laughs> logical prediction. You know, I just don't feel like Ben Askren's fighting style was tailor-made at all for Damian Maya. I think that was just an awful matchup. Like, yeah. My best asset is going to be your best. Like, it's going to feed into sure. your greatest strength, you know? So what do you think of that fight? Um, right? I mean, Ben Askren kind of looked good, right? He won the first round. The second round, right, Damian Maia may have been hitting him a little bit harder, but the numbers show that they're kind of even in strikes. Uh, the takedown seems to have worked for Ben Askren, right? He got Damian Maia to the ground. I mean, granted... It's not like Damian Maia is necessarily trying to defend the takedown. <laughs> yeah, so, he's like letting himself yeah, exactly. get taken but down. But right, I mean, if Ben Askren, right, is able to control the majority of the round standing up and then get a takedown towards the later part of the round, that's a winning strategy for Ben Askren. He'll do that to a decision. I feel like if you and I were to stand up and strike, our fight would look very similar to their stand-up. <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm joking. But what I'm trying, what no I agree way. with you in is... Uh, ben did look good. He was winning most of those rounds. It's funny that Ben's striking actually looked like it was good. It looked, no. Not, no. Not, no, 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 it didn't look good. It looked like it, there was a purpose behind it. Like, yo, I'm setting there up the There were some really effective it. strikes within the flailing. You said it last the... week. You said they're striking not to take them down. Right, they're striking yeah. To set, or they're striking to set up to take. Do right, yeah. Solid. So, right, like, uh, not solid, but right, like, he doesn't necessarily care if his striking leaves him in a disadvantaged position in terms of like, right, in terms of like yeah, allowing yeah, the like other to guy to clinch or even counter-strike. Because, right, if he gets a hold of you, he's going to want to... He wants that. He want, Yeah, exactly. He wants that. Um, but, right, and then Damian Maia just shows that, right, when you're that high-level jiu-jitsu player, you just need it one time. And, like, the submissions and tips were pretty... I mean, I'm not crazy into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't really know what I'm talking about in that regard. But from my uneducated ass's point... That looked really high level and really cool. Like that was entertaining to watch. Oh, when we were, the sequences where they were rolling on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Where were, he Damian would, Maia was going for all those subs. Yeah, he was going and then seamlessly transitioning them into sweeps and reversals where he would have dominant position. It, How it did he so get good. caught at the end like that? That's my thing. Is I just that was not a good. That was a costly mistake, bro. That was not. That was bad for his career. Because he was winning that fight. We yeah, were th- yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still two more rounds to go. Right, it's a five round fight. Um. So right, who knows? Like, I was I, just like, looking at his. Okay, so the wrestler's just going to gain position. For the whole I fight. mean, yeah, he had a win standard, the point yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah the yeah. standard. He had a wrestler, wrestler decision, split decision. strategy. Sure, sure. It's just crazy because I don't think Damian Maia will ever compete for a belt anymore. But he's. I so think he has two fights left on his contract. He's forty-two. Man, let's have some fun. Yeah, <laughs> he wants no, no, Diago no. San- Sanchez next. He, be fun. he said that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he called him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the post-fight interview, he he's probably going to resign for a one or two fight deals, like just one fights at a time. You know. I mean, yeah, I, I'll watch. It's so, entertaining. But um, I'm going to ask you this question, Mr. Andrew. Yeah. Because this question, we were both, you know, talking about it yesterday, and Ben Astrin is one of the most polarized polarizing figures in MMA. Yeah, sure. So now that he barely won that Robbie fight, and we can have our own opinions on that. No, you're right. I, I don't barely, think he should have won that, but barely. whatever. He won it. He won it fair and square. Right. I'll give it's a that. win. It's a record. Yeah, it was. One and two in the UFC. His next fight, his five-second intera- <laughs> interaction with Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> yes. I was there. That was not a fight. Um, and his third fight, 
which was just this last week against right. Damian Maia. Yeah. So should he get cut from the UFC? No, 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 no. His name is too valuable, right? He is his ability to market himself, right? He's handled all his losses kind of like a champ. I mean, as much as you can. That's why I like, like a loser, right? He comes out and he's like, "Yeah, I had a strategy that didn't work out." He's sucks. an educated fight yeah. athlete. Yeah. Um, like, I he, don't know how you hate on him. He's he, yeah. He doesn't try to bullshit anything. He likes to talk. Yeah. That's I mean, whether you like it or not, it's entertaining. Like you said, it's polarizing. So that's good for business. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I think unless. Right, he has already retired once, so unless he doesn't want to fight anymore, if he still wants to fight, there's no reason for him to not keep fighting in the UFC. I think you can put him within. Yeah, that who do you top put him against? Who do you put him in against? Someone in the top fifteen in that division, you or got, uh, ten through fifteen, right? Because you think he, he's beating a ten through fifteen fighter? Like, is he going to be a guy that's pretty athletic and throws heavy hands but isn't skilled? You got Ben Askren in that fight. I would have Ben Askren six years ago in that fight, but this Ben Askren, bro. Andrew, this Ben Astrin looks like he is, he looks like he's defenseless, like he's right. handicapped. So he could fight Anthony Pettis. He could fight Robbie Lawler. Oh, he can, <laughs> take the Robbie Lawler. <laughs> what do you mean? Robbie Lawler is ranked number 13. Robbie Lawler will kill him if they fight again. Right. That's an entertaining, but, but my point is that has enough of a oh, question yeah, yeah, yeah. mark. You, that, you're that's saying a marketable the audio to bring in an yeah, audience. Yeah, that's a marketable sure. fight. That's a marketable fight. For sure. Fight. For sure. That would be bad for Ben Askren. That would not be good for Ben Askren. Yeah, I think he would then for sure. I think he, I don't think he, there's any, if you noticed after that fight, he didn't take it. They got offered him a rematch with Robbie. Right, and I mean, why would he? (laughs) No, no, but the way he described it is what earned my respect. He said, that doesn't make sense for me. Stylistically, that's a bad matchup for me. I was scared going into this fight. Like, I wasn't, he's like, I'm happy to be here. But if he wants to keep fighting the UFC, that's exactly the type of fight he's going to need to take to kind of show what's up. Do you think his talent, let me rephrase that, is good enough? To withhold, stay within the top twenty of that division. Um, top twenty, sure, yeah, sure. Top twenty, sure. Right, he's still. I mean, we'll see. Right. I want to say yes because of his name value, but I just haven't seen him generate any consistent offense in the UFC besides his Damian Maya fight. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's a valid consistent valid offense. Point. That's my valid only point, thing. I just right? want to see a two-minute sequence where you're just dominating. Sure, that's a very valid point. Well, and right, that brings us to the next question: Is is One it? FC, Dimitri uh-huh. Johnson. Who wins? One FC with Dimitri Johnson or UFC and Ben Askren? Now knowing what we know with DJ just winning the feather or flyweight Grand, Grand Prix, Prix. So he's going to be contending. He has, yeah. he's has the title um, shot. Who won that fight? Ben Who won Askren that trade? now is one and two, yeah. So I have a feeling we might disagree here. So I'm going to go ahead and say One FC won that trade. Um, and I know you're going to hit me with some, oh, well, yeah, well, DJ is marketable. DJ was in, so DJ was Can buried. I ask you one question? Go ahead. Who was DJ's last fight against? Wilson Rice. Or was it Ray no, in no. no, not in the UFC, in 1FC. Oh, it was uh, uh, Watsu Takumi Tamakia. It was some, ja- fucking watched it. Okay, he right. got rocked. I, I don't know. I don't watch it. No, I've been actually, uh, dude, low-key, Andrew, can I tell you something? Yeah, hit me up. These, these Japanese fighters or Chinese ones, wherever they're from, they're no-name fighters. Dude, they're fucking good. Their ground game is a little bit iffy. They're quick and they can strike like crazy, bro. They could legit fuck up some people. Yeah. What was the name you gave me? Watsu something. He fought some Watsu. Okay, I'll give it to you. What, what was yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. It's probably so different. Tatsumitsu uh, Wada. Yeah. I, that's definitely, yeah. you have to give it yeah. to me. That was I'll close. It to I, mean, <laughs> I would have never gone closer yeah. to... Um, so but my point is, right, I, I wholly disagree, right? Ben Askren, when... Go ahead. Why? When Mighty Mouse was his last, before uh, the loss to Henry Cejudo, right, two of his title defenses are on know, fight night yeah, cards. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You don't have to do That was pretty bad. And But I'm going to ask you, is it his fault? Or is it the UFC's fault for choosing not to market him? And granted, it's harder to market the product if the sure. product isn't sellable. But like, right, I mean, he yeah, he... 
doesn't it's a really have any class. interest in marketing no one himself cares about either. the 125 man class and also i would argue he doesn't really make it a point to make it like an entertaining fight he's very respectful to his opponents he doesn't really talk shit whereas ben Askren's gonna come out talk some shit get hit so he here's hit where here's where the conundrum is here because like that now you're the way i look now you're looking at mma as a spectacle more so would you agree well, it is price fighting, isn't it? Is, not, it sir? is, it is, it is. But okay, so it's, then, yeah. it's, it's a so sport. Then, yeah. I don't like looking at well, it. It's a hybrid. It is a hybrid, but guys like Demetrius Johnson, like I thought he was done very unfairly, even though I do sure. think it's, yeah, you no, have to no look question. at it from he the was. UFC yeah, standpoint. Was. As a business, you just market the products that work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I fully get it from their perspective, but at the same time, he's your best fighter or top three fighters yeah, on no, your for roster. Sure. One, yeah. How are you Legendary not putting, talent. You Legendary see, talent. You see you're not putting up the numbers with him. Why are you okay with that? Why don't you do something right. to sell? Why don't you have a meeting with him? Yo, how can we make your numbers yeah. grow? Boost him we... on some cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure out how Actually he wants to Actually care about your fighters. Sure. No question. You know what I mean? No question. So why do you think... So you're telling me you think the 1FC lost that trade. You, I you just, just think Ben Askren's more, more valuable marketable. More valuable to UFC as a money driver, as making profit. I agree just because I see Ben Askren being a commentator after, after this. I, I would love to see him have his own yeah. MMA show. I would love to see him have it with Ariel. I think Ariel and him would do a killer show. But my only thing is this. you If it was any other fighter, I'd agree with you. But, like, the talent was just too – it's, like, too great. Like, you just gave up one of the best in the world. Okay. Like, Demetrius just – it's sad to not see him fight in the UFC. It is because, like, right, I want to watch that. Henry that third Cejudo. fight. Yeah. Who do you think yeah. won that second fight? Real talk before we move on. Probably Mighty Mouse. That was close yeah, to the – I, I wouldn't have given yeah. it to the challenger probably on the split. Mouse. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so moving on, um, this week we have, Andrew and I have been, you know, excited is an understatement. We've been UFC 244 for a non-title fight card. Have you ever been this excited for a card? For a non-title yeah. uh, UFC pay-per-view? Um, I can't remember when. Yeah. So <laughs> we obviously know to start these off before we get into these predictions. Right. Our boy, Nate Diaz, has been on some My shit. boy, Nate Diaz. Your boy. You're a, a Jorge Masvidal fan, so I will be the one talking about <laughs> all of this Nate Diaz controversy. <laughs> He's not letting me hype up <laughs> Nate Diaz at all. <laughs> um, right, so not USADA, not UFC. Nate Diaz came out, post, posted a statement basically talking about how he got flagged um, by USADA. Uh, they have kind of told him to be quiet, not really mention it, just kind of do the fight, and we'll see what this process, right? Because they're going to test the B sample. They said that. this? Yeah, to him, allegedly, right? Like, this is kind of uh, reading between the lines of what's happening here. Um, this UFC is sus. It's very. But, so, Nate, right, Nate Diaz basically in his statement says, no, fuck that. You're going to figure your shit out. I'm vegan. I don't eat meat. <laughs> I don't. I buy all my supplements at Whole Foods. Like, we're going to figure this out before I fight. Otherwise, I'm not going to fight. Peace out, fight game. Whatever. I thought you were about to say something else. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, you can like it, hate it, whatever. But it fucking worked, right? Because USADA UFC came out. And it made him look a lot better in the right, media. Right, yeah. No, his name got clear. Uh, UFC USADA posted a statement basically talking about um, how there was uh, in two bottles of the same organic, vegan, plant-based daily multivitamin that Mr. Diaz was using were each contaminated with this supplement or this, I don't know what it is, a supplement called LGD4033. Now, I went on a deep bodybuilding YouTube rabbit hole last <laughs> night to try to figure out what, the, what this is. And basically, to my understanding, right, I'm not a doctor. I don't do steroids. You clearly, research like one. But, so. uh it's what's known as a SARM, which is a selective androgen receptor modulator, which to my... He took my, a SARM? 
So that's what uh, this LGD4033 is. So it, he didn't take it. His, multi, his vegan plant-based multivitamin was contaminated with this somehow. We don't know how. Because SARMs are, I know a lot of my friends take SARMs. Right, they're like increase their hormones. steroid lights. Yeah, yeah. They're like yeah, steroids yeah. lights, kind of my understanding of what it is. Um, now this is, I didn't know this. So. Right, and from this big, bulky bodybuilder, bro, I learned that LGD4033 is typically used when a bodybuilder wants to put on a lot of mass really quickly and is like doesn't really care about making like a clean bulk or anything. He just wants to bulk up. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you sense. ever looked at Nate Diaz's body? He's not... It doesn't make sense. It's just, it doesn't make the logical sense, right? That man does not look like no, he takes he doesn't. steroids. No, he does He's the most unathletic fighter in the world. <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay, the guy runs triathlon, so he can't be that unathletic. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, speaking <laughs> of his cardio, like he looks it, but like his cardio is insane. Right. I will say this about uh, Nate Diaz. This is very interesting now. Now that you mentioned those right. details, it sounds like I've been one to, as whatever opinions I have on the Diaz brothers, I think they're lame. I just think they're uneducated and lame, but I think they're hard and I think they're dogs. I like that right. about them. I don't know. I was never really inclined to believe that they would ever take steroids. I knew right. they smoke pot. Yeah, That's not their yeah. MO. That's yeah. not their MO. I can, I'm reading them. That's not, but they are UFC fighters and they are pathological liars, especially in the media, especially in the sure. media. So when I hear this, I want to believe you, but my mind is definitely asking right. questions. Did he, did this dude do it? And I think he, if you had to ask me, Cena place your bets. I mean, I'm going to put my bets on the, th I think he did something. It's very hard to hear. I just, right? To me, the evidence doesn't, just doesn't make sense, right? Because we have this statement by USADA, UFC, saying, oh, yes, we, tr we found that in this multivitamin that he's taking, there were trace contaminants of. That's my thing, is though. Like, how, it's so easy to say that. But not only that, right? Neil Magny, another UFC fighter, just had a, some, a similar situation where it was the exact same thing, LGD4033, and his entire thing got dismissed, but his name kind of got dragged in the mud, right? He didn't get to have his next fight, which I. Neil Magny? This yeah, Neil Magny? Yeah, a couple months ago. Um, so I just think it's really interesting that Nate Diaz was able to say, hey, what the fuck is going on? We're figuring this out right now before this fight happens. And it worked out for him, right? Because he's clean. He's exonerated. I wouldn't. The I fight's don't know, on. I don't know that, though. The thing is, I would be inclined to believe that because the UFC is painting that picture to us. Well, they, I mean, not, they not they the UFC. Afford. USADA is, right? The drug testing agency is Yeah, but that. the UFC definitely has their hand involved. Well, oh, well, yeah. Because I mean, their fight's on the line. Oh, well, yeah, no question. You know what I mean? No question. So they're... To me, it's like I'm very torn right now because like everything I've known about Nate Diaz my whole life would suggest he would never do it, but everything in my body is telling me he probably did it. Like That's why? Crazy. Why? It's just like why? Why are you so quick to believe him? Because he said it. That's my thing. Is you, he, you're believing him because he well, said no, it. Well, no, and also because of the evidence of you, what you saw to say. That is I'm sus. also blaming that, what you saw. I'm also pointing that to is, what you saw to says. And also, I did research on what the actual yeah. supplement was that he That's claimed what I'm to have taken. Yeah, yeah, and storm. it just doesn't make sense, right? It, it if he was taking arms and whatnot probably look a little bit more like Paulo Costu. Costas. He doesn't look like that. He looks like Nate Diaz. What if he was trying to put on immediate strength for this fight against Jorge? That's my thing. It's 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 tough. I don't I don't want to get your it. tin foil hats on. No, no, no. You're right. This, <laughs> like, this is the hard part for me is the evidence would suggest he didn't do it, but the test popped him. And when I hear a fighter, right? But the test popped him below the threshold. So oh, it, yeah, oh, it, it did. did. I didn't it did. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know what's going on with this USADA thing then because... Well, USADA's kind of a joke. No, I, I don't think it's a joke. <laughs> no, it is. How it is, is it a joke? Fighters did not say, hey, we need more drug testing in the sport. Let's bring in USADA. No, that was the UFC's decision. 
George St. Pierre influenced that, by the way. He was the one that took third-party testing with USADA before USADA was in place. And that was called VADA, which is oh, voluntary. Yeah, yeah. Which is voluntary. So, which is totally fine. If fighters want to do that and agree to those terms, that's totally fine. But USADA coming in without fighters' consent, being implemented by UFC, with the links that they have with UFC, when we have evidence of them treating different fighters that is true differently they, they I, I mean they just gave nate diaz the that was wrong the prince's treatment right yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure we both like nate yeah. well you like nate diaz but but no question not... i mean they gave him special treatment and got this fast track so that everything would be clear i agree but don't you think that before you saw you saw it out guys like johnny hendrix were some of the best sure but i mean TJ, right but sure tj dillashaw still fought under you saw yeah, yeah, yeah. caught so let's not pretend like there aren't guys who aren't. No, they're definitely stuff. still letting yeah. some slip, but at least they're cracking down it because you know. It's, it's, Maybe they're you know they're catching. No one can take steroids. They're catching guys who are on regional circuits who are trying to like get to the UFC. Dude, you can't not. take steroids anymore. If you do, you're gonna get popped. I feel like, and unless your guys like John, like John Jones' situation was bullshit. We know he did it, and he got exonerated completely, and the evidence was all against him. <sighs> You don't think he did some dirty shit? Oh, no, he definitely did. Yeah, no, he definitely that's what I'm did. He definitely did. I don't. And I, it's kind of a. I don't. You know, I, it's kind of sucks because like there's no solution to this problem. You take out Uzada, everybody's gonna roid. You, yeah. You implement Uzada, they're fucking over some fighters that don't deserve to, uh, deserve to be fucked over. Like the TJ Dillashaw thing was f yeah. foul. That was the foulest thing I think. That was the craziest roid case I've ever seen. Blood doping in MMA because I saw I've seen TJ Dillashaw's last six fights. I think they were legit a product of the blood doping. Sure. He Man. he was fighting at 85% in round four and five. Which fighter fights at 85% round, rounds four and five? Yeah, you know? I mean, no crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's, so, anyway, moving on. To anyways, we have the main event. It's good. Main event is on predictions. Go ahead, Andrew. You can open up. I mean, this. I'm going to take Nate Diaz, dog. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Nate Diaz over Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, Easy. UFC 244 this Saturday at MSG. This oh, guy yeah, got a little yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> that high on Nate Diaz that he has to make sure he's better. So, why would you take Nate Diaz now that you opened up? Because I'm taking Jorge. I'm telling you right now. Uh, he's just going to walk him down. He's just going to walk him down yeah, and be easy. so tough. Yeah. He's just going to walk him down and be so tough. No, and I just agree with Jorge's, him a, and... Jorge's a pussy, right? I'm, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. So, Nate Diaz is going to walk Jorge down. Control yeah. the center of the octagon. Just box game. him up. What about Jorge's counter? Do you think Jorge... Who, on the feet, that's, that's where I think we kind of differ. I think on the feet, I don't think Nate Diaz wants to throw those... That walking down thing, I don't know if he wants that with Jorge. No, I disagree. I think Nate Diaz has a... Uh, both of the Diaz brothers have the ability to make their opponents... Uh, they have the ability to make their opponents look... Not fight to the level as they've shown as good as they Neutralize will. Neutralize them. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, I think... I think Nate Diaz is going to kind of be able to try to, he's going to be able to neutralize some of what Jorge's doing. And then if Jorge tries to take it down, Nate Diaz is a ninja on the ground. That's why I think Nate Diaz is, gonna, is pretty insane. I, that's one of the most flexible guards in MMA. Nate Diaz is ridiculous with his back on the ground. I'm telling you right now, this is my hesitations. Those 60% walking down shit, I don't think it'll work on Jorge. I think Jorge's a much better striker, but I think Nate Diaz has got a crazy chin. I don't think those punches yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. that he hit Darren Tillwill, I don't think it's going to hurt Nate Diaz, as crazy as that sounds. I, yes, Nate Diaz has a better chin than Darren Till. Yeah, I mean, clearly. So, I don't think that's a controversial statement. Does the winner of this fight get a title shot? I think it depends. I think it depends. I think if Nate Diaz wins, I don't think he cares about getting a title shot necessarily. I think if Jorge wins, yeah, I think that he's going to get a title shot. But I just... I, <laughs> the Diaz brothers are just so interesting. They want money. Yeah, I just don't think yeah. they give a fuck, right? This is the title for Nate. Yeah, this is, this he's is, defending. He's, he's defending. Getting, he's getting paid very yeah. well, too. Like, they paid... The UFC paid Jorge and Nate allegedly championship money. Well, Damn I mean, near. This is a championship belt. 
And <laughs> my thing is, I want to see how Jorge, I want to see how Jorge handles himself on the ground. My thing, I don't know how it's going to go to the ground. Do you think Nate Diaz goes for a takedown? So I don't think it's going to be like any sort of takedowns. I think one of them might get dropped or maybe in like a clinch might get tripped, but I don't think we're going to see much straight wrestling. I don't, eh, I, I just, I don't see that. I don't foresee either of them. They don't seem to like that either of them. Really. The wrestling, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't. And but I think it might fall to the ground, and then I think from there something might happen, right? I like what Jorge said, saying like Nate, I know you didn't cheat. The the, the only thing about these, no, honestly, Jorge said Nate didn't cheat. He said Nate, I yeah. I know for a fact you didn't cheat. Yeah. I don't care what the test says. Um, the money, huh? Yeah, he, Nate bows out and loses cash. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not like anyone <laughs> is going to be able to replace Nate Diaz for this and make it as no, exciting. No, yeah, I agree. On a non-title fight, you're for sure yeah. right. In a non-title fight, this is Conor. Unless it's is Conor on, McGregor, but whatever, whatever, and is whatever, that a foreshadowing? Because you no, know he's on the whatever, sidelines whatever, right now. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till, Andrew, as a co-main event. That's fire. That's really good. That's fire. <laughs> Who do you got? I got Kevin Gastelum. Wow. I gotta go. I gotta... Now it's for sure off. You definitely hit something. <laughs> I lost sound. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> JD, don't fucking move, Cena. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Gastelum, Darren Till. Uh, I'm picking Kevin Gastelum. I got my Mexican brother. I got to give respect to him. Uh, yeah, dude. Why? His, so his, I mean, his stand-up's really, like, it's high level. Yeah. It's high level. No, yeah, it's as high level um, as gets. His wrestling's good, but Darren Till's really long on compared to him, for sure. Super long compared to... Kevin Gastelum. I mean, he's just a tall dude. Do you see Darren Till as another one of these, um, what's the guy's name, Cody Garbrandt prototypes in the sense of how talent, he's greatly talented championship level fighter, just reckless and a weak chin? Um, do you think Kelvin's going to do think him? I do think his chin is a little suspect for sure. He's gone knocked out pretty brutally. 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 Two um, times in a row. Yeah, so I do think his chin is a little bit suspect. But I don't, I mean, Cody got a belt. Darren Till never got to that level. No, he did not get to but, that level. But, I mean, I, I get the point that you're making. And, yeah, Darren Till is very talented. No, Darren Till is very talented. Super yeah. legit. And, like, right, if he does win this fight, ooh, there's some interesting matchups at the top of that division. But if KG wins that fight, I mean, give me KG, Robert Whitaker. So I for, think, the, for the championship shot? Yeah, yeah. So, in that regard, maybe not the championship fight, no, but no, definitely great, right there. That's, that's but, like, that's a great game. contender fight. Whereas with Darren Till, I think there's a little bit more questions of where you place him because I don't think he's necessarily right there with this win. Darren Till wins. He still needs a couple more wins before he gets in that conversation, I think. So physically... Uh, Darren Till's more impressive. He has the I reach mean, advantages, yeah. and you know he's phenomenal. His Muay Thai, if any of you ever watched him, he's vicious. He's literally vicious. I'm kind of with you, though. I think you made a very good, smart pick in the sense that we haven't seen him fight in a while. His chin is suspect. He got brutally knocked out by... Who, Tyrone and uh, Jorge, right? Uh, yeah, that Jorge. <laughs> he got that executed. He got executed. Ooh, yeah. But the and Tyrone Woodley one was bad, too. Yeah. That's the thing. That one was yeah. bad, too. So, yeah. Kelvin Gastelum, we know he's a brawler. He pushes the pace, controls right. the octagon. He's yeah, an aggressor. Yeah. And he has a wrestling background. Former tough winner. I see he could utilize his wrestling. I know Darren Till's takedown defense is not that good. His rest, that's his weakness, is his wrestling. I kind of agree with you. I think Kelvin Gastelum has more ways to win. He could decision it. He could take it into the clinch or yeah. throw him against the cage. Or, But I personally think 
I think Darren Till's going to get dropped. Well, right, because Kevin Gastelum has a lot of experience of being the shorter fighter, having to yeah. close in the distance and do that dirty boxing. And he's good is at he, it. Is and he? he's good at it. Who yeah, gave I mean, Izzy the toughest yeah, test he of his career? Was, yes, and I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I Because mean, no, Paulo Costa, Robert Whitaker, they're not going to be giving Israel Adesanya that tough a test as Kelvin did. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, because that's going to be crazy. Yeah, man. okay, so. Uh, next fight is going to be Stephen Thomas, Wonder Boy, Wonder Man, I feel like at this point. He's an old man. Versus Vicente Luque. So I'm gonna go with my boy Stephen Thompson. Uh, I got I got Wonder Boy. I think he's one of the best karate uh, experts of all time. Okay. Um, I think he's one of the most the craziest talents I've ever seen in the UFC. This is a, a must win comeback fight for him. He just lost a fluke fight to Anthony Pettis, who I watched that fight. He was winning it, and that Superman punch by Anthony Pettis really stunned the fuck out of him. Sure, I mean, yeah, um, that's what I think designed to do. <laughs> yeah, I think Wonder Boy. Yeah, the reason you throw it is for that purpose. <laughs> I think Wonder Boy is one of the most talented fighters we've seen. But with that being said, Vicente Luque wanted this fight. I mean, he's coming off that win against Mike Perry. Yeah, I know, I know. Ooh. He has momentum, and he wants a title shot, bro. Ooh. And he's you want him as everything in this no, game, dude. He's good. Vicente's very good everywhere too. Like I don't know if he has like a specific hole in his game, and he's an aggressor. So I don't know how. Old. I got Vicente. I'm gonna take him. Why do you got Vicente? I just want to be different than you, and I just want to be right. <laughs> Honestly, we agreed on. Uh, we're different on the. I did not want to agree with you. Okay, I'm sorry for agreeing <laughs> with you. I'm sorry you picked Kelvin first. I was hoping no, you picked Till. Um, no, right. Wonder Boy is coming off that loss. Vicente Luque is coming off that win. Momentum in this game is real. It's a real thing in the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually everything in this sport just because George St. Pierre said it best. On your best, worst day, number 11 in the division could beat the champion. Yep. So I do think this is a must win for Wonder Boy. Do you see a title shot in any of these guys' uh, futures? Um, I mean, right, yeah, if... If Wonder Boy can get right back in there and win this fight, right? Uh, Vicente Luque is number fourteen. Wonder Boy is number eight. So if he wins this fight, he's getting right back up there in that top five. He's number fourteen. Uh, Vicente Luque is yeah. So I mean, this is a huge. This is a this is a big step up for him. This is a big step up for him. So this is the toughest test of his career, no doubt. Yeah, definitely, definitely, no question. And no Wonder question. Boy, like, uh, I do you cut Wonder? You don't ever cut Wonder Boy, I'm assuming. No, you let him keep fighting until he retires, unless he just gets like really like fucked up. Yeah, and I just I think he's just a little bit too crafty. I mean, right? It has happened. He's it too good. Happening. He's like a Lyoto Machida. Yeah, but I mean, Lyoto Machida got fucked up. Violently. Yeah, once you get too uh, too old. Yeah. yeah. So wait, we'll which see. fight are you talking about, Lyoto? I used to love Lyoto, man. Which fight that did you like? When did you notice Lyoto? You know, he just he's competing in Bellator right now. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did, uh, I think he won his last fight. He did win his last fight. So props to Lyoto Machida, man. He's definitely roiding. He had to have been roiding. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, Anderson Silva was. And I'm not, but they weren't roiding for the purposes other fighters were, like to, just to get strong. They were roiding to maintain their physical stature. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. To keep their careers going. So moving on, I want to ask you, Andrew, as we get further in these predictions, there's a fi- fighter, you know, we both really like. His name's Derek Lewis. Hell yeah. And he's fighting Blagoj Ivanov. What do you think will happen in this fight? Um, I think it's going to go uh, one of two ways, okay? Uh, either Derek Lewis has, he just got, is coming off of surgery, and either he has been able to rehab and be able to get some conditioning in, and we're going to see a little bit more fired up Derek Lewis, and hopefully he kind of takes it to Blagoy and he uh, wins the fight and kind of knocks him out in spectacular fashion. Or we're going to see kind of a replay of Derek Lewis versus Alexander Volkanov, where I think <laughs> Blagoy kind of takes it to him and then if Derek Lewis at the end of the fight gets a flash knockout that's Derek Lewis gets a knockout hey 
That's actually a very good prediction because I was hoping you'd pick Derek Lewis so <laughs> I could pick Blagoy Ivanov and look cool by picking the underdog, but you unfortunately picked the underdog before me. You have to start asking me who's picking all these fights. Um, that was a really good pick. I was actually thinking that fight. I just don't think Derek Lewis can dominate around consistently, and I think he has a lot of holes in his game. Number one, that belly. Number two, that, <laughs> that cardio. Yeah, for sure. The cardio is the biggest thing. You know, and so I Blagoy Ivanov is a ruthless-ass dude. These fucking yeah. Russian, Dagestani, whatever they are, prototypes, they just fight with anger. It's He's like, Bulgarian. Yeah, or Bulgarian. These Eastern Europeans, yeah, sure. I don't I mean, get yeah, it. Like, yeah. How do you just fight with no regard? Like, You have a family at home. Like, chill. <laughs> like, like, These dudes just throw everything they have in the cage. But I'm going to go Blagoy even of. I also think Derek Lewis... He's one of my guys. I am rooting for him to win this sure, fight. Sure, But I just don't think he has that consistent chin. And, you know, it's a heavyweight fight. So this fight, I promise you, is not going decision. If this yeah, fight, no, no, way. No, way. no way. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. Kevin uh, Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. Who do you have? Fucking A. <laughs> well, I, I'm going Kevin Lee because... Yeah, me too. Don't worry. I think we're going to disagree on the next fight. But Kevin Lee, everybody, so you guys know, I'm going to give you guys something about Kevin Lee. I like Kevin Lee. And a lot of you guys don't like Kevin Lee. But I like Kevin Lee. Why do I like him? For the same exact reason you guys don't. Because he talks a lot. That is why I like Kevin Lee. He's a talker. Not only that, he has a lot of self-confidence. And the way he fights, he's very good everywhere. He yeah. can grapple you. He's very athletic. He manages distance very well. He strikes very well. Do you know where he fights out of? Um, I think he drove up to Denver. Because he was at, out of Extreme Couture for the longest time. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Lee? Lee was, yeah. Um, and then I know he's... He just drew. I think he's tra fighting a uh, trainer of Denver right you now. You saw it when you were training at. Ex uh, did you ever see him at Extreme Couture when you ever went? Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw him walking back to the pro area and training and whatnot. I mean, I don't hang out back there. No, anymore. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Coach Eric made it seem like he was like super like <laughs> uh, restricted back there. Uh, he let me watch a pro practice. It was actually hella dope. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of where, and I'm not finding it, so I don't know where he's training. I want to ask you, what do you think of Kevin Lee's media personality? Everybody seems to hate I him. I like Kevin Lee. I like Kevin I like I like the personality he throws out there. I think it's entertaining to watch. I think he has an awesome nickname, the Motown Phenom. I think that's cool. That is gives a dope nickname. Gives respect to where he's from. I, I like that. Where is he I from? That. Uh, Detroit, right? Isn't that Motown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a must-win fight for Kevin Unfortunately. Lee. Unfortunately. Do you think uh, he gets cut, bro? He's coming off losses off of Dos Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, Al Iquinta. Oh, um, I saw, oh my God, you have no business losing to Al Iquinta. And then he beat Edson Barbosa, but then lost to Tony Ferguson. Yeah, so. That was his last fight was Tony? Uh, in 2017. That was his last fight in 2017. And then the fight in 2018 was Kevin Lee versus Edson Barbosa, and he won that. He's coming off a win? No, he's coming off a two-fight loss streak, lose streak. But before the two-fight loss streak. I just don't think you can cut him. It's crazy he was competing for a title shot like two, three years ago. I don't think the UFC can cut him no matter what. And I also think he's what's known as a gatekeeper. He's going to be a great uh, position six through four fighter to test these upcoming prospects ready to catapult into a title fight. I think he's going to be what's known as the gatekeeper of that division. Gregor Gillespie, he's been an old UFC name. I don't expect him to do anything in this fight. Um, we'll see. I... Right, because who knows, man? Kevin Lee has been looked, as I said. I mean, he he's looked so good, but also he's looked so bad. Unfortunately, not so bad, but he looks he like he just. No, Kevin Lee is uh, this what well, we it's the cardio. It's in, yes, it's inconsistency with that, and it's just it's a bummer to watch because I am a big fan of him and I want him to win. So, After yeah, the Kevin first Lee. round, he always dies down. But yes, Kevin Lee, and this brings us to my opinion, the most exciting and most interesting fight of the night, and I'm going to ask you first this time. Sure. Who do you think will win? 
Johnny Walker or Corey Anderson? And let me repeat this. This is my most excited and interesting fight of the night. So I'm really excited to watch this fight. I don't think I care who wins. Fair. I like either who way. Who do you got winning? If you had to place your money. Johnny Walker. Yes! I started my sentence with Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is so explosive. He's so fun to watch. But is he legit? We'll find out. Because, I don't know. No, this, you know what's I don't interesting? Know, man. What's the one question when you see these superstars and the one question, is he legit? You ask them to these strikers. How can they go up against sure. a wrestler and survive on sure. their back? It's the same thing we asked about Anderson, Connor, Israel. And now it's the same thing we're asking about Johnny Walker. And it's crazy because Corey Anderson is, isn't he a, a collegiate wrestler? Doesn't he have collegiate wrestling experience? He's one of the best wrestlers in that division. Um, Corey Anderson is. Yeah, he was a collegiate okay. wrestler. I think yeah, you could I'm quote me sure. He was an NCAA collegiate wrestler, as I will a matter of fact. you on that. Scene of Halifant. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> I will update the Wikipedia yeah. page. But no, you're right. He is a NCAA division wrestler. So I yeah. guess that begs the question. Johnny, as explosive as you are, you can knock someone out in 20 seconds. That's great. But if you miss that knockout shot and you get thrown on your back, are you going to be able to get back up? Because right. I think Corey Anderson is a smaller, skinnier version of John Jones. In terms of wrestling. In terms of wrestling. Let's not get carried away and... I'm just excited to watch this fight. Like, it's just going to be so fun to watch. It's very likely to be performance of the night fight, KO of the fight night. No, Johnny Walker knock will out knock out the fight. Yeah, within Maybe, a minute. Yeah. Okay, well, knock out of the fight. And Book it's unfortunate. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you guys all right now to my fans, John Jones is my favorite fighter on the planet. I'm praying to God Corey Anderson wins this fight. Because if Corey Anderson loses this fight, I've been, there's been a statement that I've been trying to say. I might have said it to you already on air, actually. I might say it right now. I actually will. If Johnny Walker says wins this fight, I'm telling you guys all right now. I told JD this. Johnny Walker will fight John Jones. He will be the first person to actually beat John Jones in a fight. I think he will knock out John Jones. And I think they will rematch and Jones will win. But I'm saying Johnny Walker, I have this gut feeling. Because and everybody's saying, why are you pulling this out of your ass? He has never fought someone with that explosiveness and that athleticism. He's never fought someone. I don't sure, I mean, he's just so young, right? I mean, yes, he's fighting yeah. these new fighters. He's fighting these Tiago Santos, yeah. Anthony Smith. They're younger. They're the younger generation. He is now transcended into the mogul stage yeah. of his career. Um, so that brings us to the sleeper fight of the card for a UFC 244. And we're going to go with the first fight on the prelim. So the first fight on the ESPN card, which John, uh, Johnny Walker and Corey Anderson will be on. And that fight is going to be Brad Tavares versus I like Edmund Shabazian. I know who exactly, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. So let me tell you why this is going to be yeah, such an exciting and interesting matchup, right? Brad Tavares, his last fight, Israel Asenia. That's how long it's been for Brad Tavares. He took an extended layout. That's how long ago. I think it was is he's, he's third an fight in the he's UFC. An yeah, he is fighting out of XC. Uh, Edmund is a former Ronda Rousey training partner. I figured. Trained by, by Edmund Tavares. Tar- yeah, that's the dude. <laughs> I figured. Uh, he's ten and zero in MMA. Three and zero in UFC with a submission knockout decision. Wow. So I'm excited to see what Brad Tavares has, and I'm excited to see, see Edmund Tarverian's new prospect. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Because I have my opinions on Edmund Tarverian. I'm, I'm sure I have the same opinion as you. I think he's a dog shit coach. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's awful. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. How I mean, do you have Ronda Rousey as your prize fighter knocking out every girl in the world, and in three years you let 10 girls in that division overcome your champion? Not only that. No, I'm going to take that a step further. Travis Brown, 
was a oh. monster, <laughs> was a killer. And then he goes to train with his girlfriend's trainer, right? Because he starts, he gets starts hooking up with Rhonda. Now they're married. They're a little family. Very cute. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of but, if he became a pussy before that or after. No, it was when he started training with Edmund. I think he had three fights under Edmund, and I want to say they're all. So. Here's my thing with him: is he won? I remember he was on a roll where we were talking about him as the third best fighter. He in was that so division, yeah, no, he, was, he looked Jr. so good there for a minute, and, and then he, he started Fabricio training. Fabricio Verdum fucked him up. I remember that fight. Fabricio Verdum fucked up Travis. His last four fights were all losses. Travis Brown, yeah, in the UFC. His last fight was in 2017. Where is he now? Do you know where he's fighting? I mean, he's not fighting. He's retired. He hangs out. With Ronda. <laughs> he's, Ronda's a, uh, WWE he's a he WWE diva? Right, that's yeah, no, no, no. That's literally what he is, though. That really is what he is. That's foul to me. That's foul because... I, he's like, a, he was a monster, but yeah. No, you're right, because I remember Edmund Tarverian coming out, coming out in the media and saying, uh, Ronda, uh, she's knocking out these boxing champions. She's uh, knocking them out every day in practice. And, you know, and I was thinking, I, I bought his hype. I saw Ronda Rousey in the, hitting the pads. I was like, she'd be like, ah, ah. I was like, dude, she's tight. I was like, she's a great boxer. She's knocking out these boxing champions. What happens when you uh, throw her in the ring with Holly Holm? A head lights kick to the out. dome. Yeah, lights, the lights out. out. Edmund Tarveria might be the worst coach in MMA history. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the worst, but definitely gets shit on the most. Uh, the, the only thing about the MMA community is it's so small. And even though we're irrelevant, like, like it's so small. Like, people hear these things, like, in the MMA, as opposed yeah. to, like, just because I feel like I know people out of XC. You definitely do. You're, you train there. I just don't want anybody. But we were just shitting on these guys. Mm, Edmund Tarverian. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. Ronda Rousey, whatever people may say about her, I'm still going to go ahead and say she's the most dominant champion in UFC history. Champion. And, and the sample size, you know, I saw her. Three of her fights had to combine. You put them together, and it was under a minute. Can't can't I, say that. What do you mean, Alexis can't. Davis? No. What? No. Smacked her in 16 seconds. Sarah Anderson, Kaufman. Anderson, Mighty Mouse. They all went way longer at a way. But not. I know. I know. I know. I know. At a point, like that would be like saying Chuck Liddell. Well, may, uh, maybe like George St. Pierre too, please. If you're okay, gonna, sure, yeah. sure. God, but like, damn. right, like when when Miranda was doing what she was doing. The sport of MMA, and women's MMA specifically, was just not evolved. You could get away with being a hoist Gracie, right? And she kind of was a hoist no, Gracie. No, she was literally the hoist Gracie. Yeah. So, she, I mean, yeah, respect. She's a legend of the game for sure. If, but now if, she's a wrestler. She's a if, professional okay, wrestler. How about this? How about this? If she were training, fast backtrack back to when she became champion. If she just, she just beats Liz Carmouche and gets her first defense. Mm. If she were training at Greg Jackson's instead of Edmund Tarverian, sure. do you Anyone, think she could yeah. still be champion today? I mean, that's such a hypothetical question. Who knows? Today is like I mean, five years ago. Like, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, do you think right? her reign like, would have gone on longer? Do you think? Uh, what I'm trying right, to like, the no, point is, do you no, think she could have gone on longer? I do think if she had been coached by somebody else, someone, and right, who knows? Because right, their relationship, Ronda Rousey's and Edmonds, is kind of what Weird. why they were so tight, and yeah, that's yeah. kind of why she was able to get so good allegedly. But right, maybe if she had a they different were like fucking, that's coach, it. <laughs> like, I mean, who knows? I, I, but right. I think a different coach like a Duke Rufus or uh, no, Duke Greg Rufus Jackson would have been, no, Duke would have Rufus just, perfect. Would have just been like, hey, we got to tighten up. Like, you're incredible. We got to tighten some stuff up and actually tighten it up, not appease because, her ego and say, oh, you're the baddest striker in the game when she clearly was not. If you watch some of her fights, like she took a lot of like she always fought. Just I hate fighters who walk clearly grapplers walk up to you and yeah. walk you down to close the distance like. It's mixing some strikes, like yeah. set it up. You know what I mean? 
But I think that's about it for our predictions, right? Yeah, that's, that's everything. So we got, just to review, Nate, Jorge, KG, KG, KG Wonderboy, Wonderboy. Well, no, I, I took Vicente Luque. Oh, yeah. I took Wonderboy, Vicente <laughs> Luque. And who'd you take? We both took Derek or we both took Blagoy? Uh, we never, did we pick for that? I one? mean, I didn't really give a pick. I gave reasons why both. <laughs> why yeah. both would he win. gave reasons why both uh, would lose. No, I'll pick. I'll pick Derek Lewis. I'll take Derek. You can take your. I uh, want. Oh yeah, just take the yeah. favorite. Yeah, sure, easy. <laughs> no, I'll take Derek Lewis too in that one. And then okay. we bo- we both got Kevin Lee coming on his comeback fight. Yeah. And now, definitely, definitely. do you? Ha- we both have Johnny Walker. Or did you take Corey? Uh, I'm undecided. I'm going Johnny Walker. All right. Alrighty. Are you going Corey? I'm undecided. I don't <laughs> decide right now for the guest. Corey or Johnny. We have to know. You can't just bullshit. Then Corey wins. Oh, I want to Corey. Fuck it, Corey Anderson. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Talk too much MMA. Episode 27. It's another week, another dollar. Andrew, I'm Cena. We love you guys. Uh, I want you guys to please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Watch all our videos coming out. We have some great ideas for the end of the year for the Colby Covington card yeah, for yeah. this card on Saturday. We'll, our review will be up next week. Talk Too Much Football is coming out this week. Talk Too Much Hoops this week should be out later today. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Do that. Yeah. Andrew, all those podcasts. Andrew you want to get that out real quick? Rate five Yeah, stars. rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. That's all the good stuff. Uh, talk some shit to us. Talk some, <laughs> like, I want to talk shit to you. I don't want to be nice to you guys. Like, get me to talk shit. That's what I'm good at. We, uh, we have a lot of dumb takes. Call us out. <laughs> we have, I have a lot of dumb takes. <laughs> all right. What's up, people? Welcome to the Talk Too Much MMA. I'm your guest host again. Keith Fletcher, Cena's asked me to do another segment here. Uh, he kind of wants me to call it Connor Watch with Keith Fletcher. Again, we're talking about the man himself, Connor McGregor. I want to keep this one a lot shorter than the last time. I mean, I covered a lot in the last one. And, uh, you know, uh, Connor's still not scheduled to fight for a while. There's only so much to say. Uh, there'll be more once we got something concrete. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there as we get as we get closer. But let me just crack into a few things that might have changed since our last time. Not going to do analysis on the fights for his possible comeback. We already covered that. Uh, But again, opponent still kind of up in the air. Since the last time, Connor has said January 18th is his return. I think that's a good possibility, but the UFC hasn't confirmed that date necessarily for his return. So is that that the timeline makes sense, especially for what the UFC already has booked, and uh, the the timeline is there. But until the UFC really starts making more noise about it, I think January, February. Well, we're going to see the return. So, another since I spoke last, uh, uh, Frankie Edgar came out as an opponent that Connor really wanted to face. And I love Frankie. One of my favorite fighters of all time. I've said on the show, one of the reasons I got into MMA in the first place. However, I don't want to see him fight Connor. It's 
it doesn't make sense for the path that these two should be on. Beating Frankie does not put Connor any closer to a championship to me. That would be a pure tune-up fight that they think he can just go in there and dominate Frankie. On the flip side, they have plans for Frankie to cut to 135 and then make a run at the 135-pound strap. So that fight just doesn't make sense in terms of paths. The path they have for Connor and the path they have for Frankie. So even though I would like to see it, I wouldn't like to see it at this time. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, so who would be the next likely opponent? Right now, Cowboy and Gagey, of course. Mentioned it the last time. Right now, I, I think Cowboy is the more likely opponent. I think that because he's still considered top of that division, despite that he's coming off two losses. He's coming off lost to Ferguson, then lost to Gagey. Two respectable guys to lose to. No one should be ashamed to lose to those guys. Uh, but Cowboy is still considered top of the division. So Connor's camp, I think, would prefer a fight with Cowboy. I think Cowboy's a little less dangerous than Gagey. So I think that's the fight his camp is going to pursue more. But Gagey would be a bigger win for Connor because Gagey, I didn't look at the rankings or anything. I can only imagine he's ahead of Cowboy. I mean, he beat him. Uh, he's higher ranked. Gagey is closer to the championship than Cowboy is. So if the plan is eventually for Connor to go on a path towards a championship, Gagey would be the better opponent in order to see that to fruition. Um, and it, yeah, both would be a good fight. It would be a huge fight with Cowboy. It would be a huge fight with Gagey. Both of them still, it's not like Gagey can book a crack at Khabib next week. Khabib and Ferguson, I heard it's real close. It is real close. And that's, of course, the fight UFC wants. So that's probably going to happen. So timeline, Connor could fight Gagey maybe around the same time that he, uh, Habib and Ferguson are going to fight. But either way. The timeline is there for all of these fighters, Cowboy or Gagey, and then, of course, Khabib and Ferguson are going are gonna to go at it. A win over Gagey, I mean, that pretty much puts Connor right into uh, title contention. Doesn't mean he'll be his next fight, but it's, I mean, how could you deny if he takes out, what's Gagey ranked currently? Is he number three? Number four at the least, but uh, he's got to be number three. So a win over him, then people can't deny the fact that he deserves a title shot against the winner of Habib and Ferguson. Now, it's also deserving a title shot is not always how it happens. The UFC wants Connor to fight for the title again. This is their path they want Connor to go on. 
It'll make the most money. It'll be the most draw. That's what they want. They want uh, him in the mix with the top fighters in that division. That's their plan. Gagey's four. Okay. Um, so, now, I wanted to touch on a possible, I think this would be Connor's possible second fight, would be the winner of Masvidal and Diaz. People want to see that. Do not be surprised at all if whoever wins between Masvidal and Diaz this weekend calls out Connor in the octagon. They know it's the money fight. Whoever wins that fight, I, I'm, there is such a strong chance they are calling out Connor, talking to Joe Rogan right there on pay-per-view. I mean, that's, I would bet money that that's going to happen. Both of them want to crack at Connor. And that would be a money fight for both of them. It would be a money fight for the UFC. It would be a great fight. But I don't think that's for, for Connor's return. There's probably other plans. One for, you know, what Connor and Connor's camp wants and what the UFC wants. They're not already thinking about booking Diaz or Masvidal for another fight two or three months from now when they don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. That's just not the way they do things. They don't book a possible, or at least slate, let's say, a possible opponent for the winner of a fight. Both of those guys could get fucked up and neither of them could fight for six months. You don't know. They could both suffer severe concussions, be in a five-round slugfest, and then none of them are fighting. There's no way it's going to happen. But Connor's second fight back, the winner of that, could be good, especially if, depending when they book Ferguson and Habib, that could be a second fight, kind of almost like a placeholder until he gets crack at a championship. That assumes he wins his first fight back. So that's kind of the path of uh, how I see all these fights going down. Now, someone mentioned to me and wanted me to touch on, if Diaz was really out this weekend, couldn't fight, could Connor fill in? Well, I mean, sure. Uh, He would want it. Masvidal would want it. However... This short a notice, I don't think a deal could have gotten done. You're going to have to pay Connor a shitload of money. And there's no way on one week or just over a week, you're going to come to a deal with him that he's going to be happy with when you're trying to save a pay-per-view event. It just won't be able to happen, not with Connor. He's going to demand too much money. Um, and not this demand. Of course, he's going to demand it himself. It's what he's going to say, but it's, it just wouldn't happen, especially I'm very curious to see what's going to go on from now on. I heard, and maybe people can comment on this, anyone with more uh, solid evidence, I heard that there's no more pay-per-view back-end for fighters It's uh, since it went to ESPN+, and all the pay-per-views are now through ESPN+, and Disney, of course. I heard no more of that back-end shit. 
I don't, I'm not so sure about that because in the Stipe Cormier fight, Stipe made, I think, 750 grand, and Cormier made 500 grand. And I think Cormier was the bigger draw. Why would they pay him less money? Had to be some kind of back end. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. The last time Connor fought was before the ESPN Plus deal, where he got back end on his pay per views all the fucking time and definitely got paid, as we know, $35 million for his last fight against Habib. Jesus Christ. Not even the top boxers make that, people. Look at the earnings per fight for Deontay Wilder and uh, all these guys. None of them were taken down $35 million in one night. Only Mayweather was in the next stratosphere, and he was obviously destroying all the records for every athlete ever. Uh, anyway, that's why all that contract shit, that's why I think there's no way Connor could have filled in on that fight on short notice. There's no way they would have said, hey, uh, so Connor will step in in 10 days, but we got to peel him off 20 million. There's no fucking way. So um, that's kind of how I see it. My front runner right now, Cowboy Cerrone. I think Connor's camp would want that. He's coming off two losses. It's a less dangerous fight than Gagey. I don't think Connor cares either way. He'll fight either one of them. I think Gagey is the smarter fight for him. It's a win over him. It would just be a, a it would be a huge win. Especially his next fight is not the championship fight. His second fight might not be the championship fight. So that would set him on a really good path. And this is what the UFC wants. They want Connor on a path towards a championship because that's going to be huge. That's going to sell. It's going to make a shitload of money. And that's just what they want. I mean, sure, it's, uh, of course, we, we all want good fights and we all want whatever. At the end of the day, it's still a business. You got to sell fights. You got to make money. Connor makes the most money for them. And we're going to see that. Now, I'm curious. I kind of wanted to ask anyone watching this. Do you not give a shit about Connor anymore? Maybe you don't. I see a lot of hate online. Like, oh, you know, he hardly fights anymore. He, he's lost and this and that. He's not as good as he used to be. Okay. Uh, especially what I love to hear is he's not the guy anymore. Even Dana has kind of said that. He's not the guy anymore. I'll kind of close with this. We'll see in his return fight if he's not the guy anymore. We'll see how those pay-per-view numbers are. Don't be surprised if his pay-per-view numbers fucking destroy everyone else on the roster, but especially in his division. We'll see what the pay-per-view numbers were for Habib versus Poirier. We'll see what the pay-per-view numbers are for Connor in his return. And we'll see the difference. And then you know who the guy is. But, you know, that's all, that's all I have to say for today. I want to keep this as short as possible. There's only so much to talk about until this guy comes back. I'm sure you're all tired of hearing it. So let's just wait until we have more information. I want to thank Cena for inviting me to do another quick little segment. Um, 
you know, I'll probably do more segments, not necessarily always touching on uh, what Connor's doing, but, you know, uh, I'll have to talk to Cena and, and see where he wants to take it. We've been trying to uh, film together, but our scheduling is just a little off. So in the meantime, whenever he invites me to come on, I'll, I'll come on and I'll, I'll talk whatever he wants me to talk. The Talk Too Much MMA. Special episode, Connor's Corner. Guest host, Keith Fletcher. Like, comment, and subscribe for Cena. And uh, leave some comments. I want to know what everyone thinks. I want to know what I should touch on next. I want to know what you think of Connor. Later, people.